welcome to the honeymoon's over. It certainly is, and I'm so sorry that it's been so long since we got to talk to you. Yeah, things come up in life, but that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah, I mean, if we didn't have a little bit of grace, we wouldn't be married, right? So this podcast is all about uh, relationships and parenting and how to tackle them. Uh, We don't claim to be experts, but we have been around the block. We have. Well, I I feel like we don't live on a block right now. I think we do. It's 15 houses. That's fair. But is it considered a block if there's no sidewalks? Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. I feel like it's a street. I don't know what the, I don't know what the, well, you could, you could always message us and let us yeah, know. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> or you can email us at the honey, at honeymoonsoverpod at gmail.com. That's also where you send any suggestions for topics, uh, questions you might have about parenting or relationships. Uh, you can also send us your own advice or things that you want advice on at that same email and we'll tackle them on the show. Or you could just send us like funny things your kids said. Yeah. Or you could say, hey, I just got engaged. Please give us a shout out. We have some shout outs to give for like the past few weeks, right? Do we? Oh my goodness. We have some shout outs? We do. That's great. We have a, a friend couple of ours that just recently got engaged. We do. And we're going to talk to them later on, um, hopefully soon, so about con- being ingra- engaged. Congratulations, Alec and, and Jasmine. Yeah. And we had a friend group, I don't know if we actually ever said anything, um, who successfully delivered a baby yes. mid-COVID. Congratulations, uh-huh. Chris and Michelle. Um, and then well, I think what just... Congratulations to all of you parents who are toughing it out during this COVID quarantine hybrid virtual stuff because it's hard. Yeah. Well, um, like I said, if you have any advice column things or any shout outs, please email us. Basically, email us about anything because like that new-ish Justin Bieber song, we're lonely. So, Oh my gosh, uh, you are such a pop child. Go ahead and just uh, send it's us gross. any information you might have that uh, you feel like is relevant to the podcast. Mm. Well, funny things that are happening in our house. It's been three weeks, I think, since we've actually been able to sit down and podcast. And I'm sure our kids have said something ridiculous. I'm sure they have, but I or it's funny. Hard to pay attention. To um, all I feel like they've all said something or done something that was really funny. I know that the other day my mom was talking to Harper about um, babies and being in bellies. And Harper said, do you, Grandma, do you know who was in Mommy's belly first? And she said, I don't know who. And she said, Jude. And Mom said, well, who was in there second? She goes, me. And she goes, well, who, who was the next one? And Harper just looked at her like, glazed eyes and she goes i don't know was it you like harper just doesn't get it (laughs) she lived through a pregnancy with me and me giving birth but still doesn't like quite understand the concept so i understand why parents like talk about the stork yeah you know like because at that age you're just like oh mommy was fat and sleepy all the time, and now mommy is not fat, and now there is a loud thing that takes all of her attention. Yeah. <laughs> like, I heard a, I read an interesting tweet today that brought on a kind of a perspective of a world. Oh no, you're gonna need to hear this though. This is important. I want to get your reaction to it because I think it's gonna be good. Now there's a uh, I read a tweet that 
brought to light some something that I never really thought of. But you know, if you were born feet first, like uh, reverse of how you should be born, breach. Then yeah, then you briefly wore your mom as a hat on your first day of living. <laughs> so. <laughs> That is actually really good. I would never want to deliver a breech baby. <laughs> no, that sounds really terrible. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, I just scared Iris. I think that's the other funny thing that I'm going to put out there is our baby is easily startled. Yes. Um, and she also is at that stage where she knows what she's doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. So she like, when she's getting into something that she's not supposed to and she hears us coming, she, her reaction time isn't as fast as it needs to be. So we see her like drop it really quick and like wring her fingers and look yeah. at us like. Normally she waves hey, now. Like, hey, yeah. how sweet. Look at my teeth. Um, yeah, I think I'm sure Jude said something funny or did something funny this week. Um, it was his birthday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we celebrated eight years with this child. And I took the day off and spent the day with him. And it was so fun to be with my first love. Like, he was the first kid. He and I had so much time alone together. And it was nice to just get eight hours. Did he say anything funny in those eight hours? I'm sure he had to. Oh, I'm sure he did. What was funny that made me laugh every time is I took him to Rascals Fun Zone. And it's a little go-kart place here um, in Johnson County. And... um, he was on the track where he could ride by himself. I was too big to ride it, but it was like the rookie track. And he was the, we were the only ones there. It was Wednesday afternoon. Everyone else was in school. So he has the track to himself and he's just driving along. And every time he goes to drive by me where I'm sitting on a bench, he stops like dramatically waves at me. Stops the go-kart. Yes. Waves at me. And then while looking at me in the face, just, slams on the gas and just that's funny (laughs) he's very theatrical for his age and he likes attention like that so he does and he knows what's funny he is not a funny kid but he knows how to act funny yeah and i think that's funny um harper did say something earlier today that i kind of forgotten about um she well i was trying to play xbox and they kept asking me just random questions and i had the headset on so i couldn't really hear them Finally, I took the headset off because Harper looked really distressed, and she asked me if the virus was gone yet, and I said, no, it's actually kind of on a swing up to ramp up to be a little worse for a while, so um, we're still holding out and waiting for that all to be over, and she was like, no, now we'll never get to go to Great Wolf Watch. (laughs) Oh, poor baby. (laughs) I told her we will once once it clears up so it's hard i think that yeah. needs to be a topic very well, soon we, we've like, been to great wolf lodge several times with them that's like one of their favorite places yeah. to go i think we need to talk about how the pandemic affects kids who are growing up because they just don't understand um and it would be nice to talk to a couple of our parents who like were kids during the depression I don't you know if our kid, our parents were or was kids. It grandparents? During, yeah, it would have been grandparents would have been. Well, I don't know. Our our parents definitely weren't kids during the depression. At least not ours. I feel like there are people out there who probably have some insight to times like this that would be helpful. Because, like, especially as a high school teacher, you're, I'm watching these kids grieve over what they lost. And um, one of my students said, "Oh, because we were talking about old songs that we've done." And I've only been at this job for three years. And we we sp- talked about this one song, and she was like, oh, that was the best year. I'm like, why? And she said, because that was the last year everything was normal. 
Yeah. I was like, aww. So it's unfortunate. These kids are going to look back on their high school and it's not going to be super fond. It's going to be... I mean, a lot of people look back on their high school not fondly. I mean, I do. I loved it. I loved high school. It's probably why I worked there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it could be. Um, okay, so let's move this along. What did you learn about marriage over the past couple weeks? Mm. It's going to be physical contact related. I know it is. No, I'm going to try not to make it that. You can. It's allowed to be a learning thing. Well, I've learned that you are not in the mindset for intimacy Monday through Friday. <laughs> well, Friday night maybe, but like the normal weekdays, you're like you are so compartmentalized that you don't think that way throughout the week. Mhm. Mom and employee mode all the way. All And week. it's frustrating. And then and on the weekend, I'm like stressed out like we need to make sure we get some intimacy time in because if we don't, then it's going to be a whole nother week. And that's, it puts a lot of pressure on me. It's really stressful. In my defense, we can talk about this though. This happens. This has happened with all of our babies. There is this chunk of time right after, like right around nine months to a year where we haven't really gotten into a groove of sleeping through the night consistently that I would rather just sleep because I know I'm going to be woke up all night. Right. And that's something that you have to really deal with. Like I've asked you to go, I've asked you to go get Iris before, but you don't have to get woken up. You had me go get Iris last night. Yes, I did. That was the first time. And when was the last time I had you go get her? Mm, Exactly. Probably like two weeks ago. Yeah. As I'm saying, like women are expected. There's just an expectation that the baby is your responsibility. I don't think there's an expectation for me. It's that I can sleep through her crying and it doesn't bother me. For you, that is not the case. No, my boobs hurt. You don't like have, have bodily f- like functions that are like red alert, red alert. I could have red slept. alert. Like last night when you had me go get her, I didn't. Even, I was asleep when you woke me up to go get her, and she was crying, and I would have just slept right through it. It would have not bothered me mm-hmm. one bit. So I feel like that needs to be a, a topic pretty soon of just about like what is the natural responsibility? Where does that fall and where did that come from? Mm. You know what I mean? So I think the thing that I learned about marriage this week um, is that we each play roles in our family unit. And sometimes those can be cumbersome if you let it become a pissing contest. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like you were upset with me earlier because I didn't make you lunch. Just because you made lunch for everyone. You didn't even ask me what I was going to do for lunch or anything. You just, there was food for everyone but me. (laughs) I felt left out. Um, I was hurt more than anything. Well, the thing is I, then I asked you a question. I said, did you make any meal for any of the kids from Friday on? No. And but you said no. Who normally so, makes breakfast on Sundays? When was the last time you did that? Last week. I didn't make breakfast this week because... You didn't make breakfast last week and we had donuts because I had... No, because I had a tech day. I made breakfast last weekend. Okay. And then the weekend before, I was gone. And then the weekend before... 
Well, when we okay. get into this conversation, another thing we need to talk about is the fact that you will not let me get away with not doing not something. doing something. It's it's so crazy. It's like a jealousy thing. I don't know what it is, but if if I'm like having to get to work and ready to go to work for the day, and like just everyone else slept in, and even if I tried to wake you up three or four times, and you woke up late. You even if I'm ready to go and I'm all packed up and I'm leaving, you you'll like find one thing. You'll be like, uh, get Jude dressed before you help Jude get dressed before you leave, or pack Jude's lunch before you leave. Just one thing, because you have to. It's not like it would actually help you that much. It's just the fact that you can't stand the idea of me not doing anything. And that is how I balance the pissing contest in my head. If you could at least do one thing, it makes me not mad at you but if you're just like i'm gonna get myself up and get myself ready and then peace out well there are three bags that need packed there are two lunches that need packed there are three children that need dressed there are two one like infant that needs her diaper changed there are two sets of hair that needs done there are two sets of teeth that need brushed plus i need to pack my bags and get myself ready so it now that you're home it keeps me from being mad at you all day. I think it's worth it doing one thing. I just think it's hilarious. Like, it doesn't matter how many other things I will have done voluntarily. Like what? Already. No, I'm just saying, like, in a general time, if I do, I could do 90% of it and get everyone ready. But still, if you have not, like, asked me to do one thing, then it doesn't count. You have to. You <laughs> I have don't this think weird, that's the case. You have this weird mindset where okay. you have to ask so me to do one thing. here's my other thing. When was the last time you did 90% of anything to get us out the door? There have been plenty of times where I... When I've, have you packed Iris's bag? Oh, I don't pack Iris's when bag. Do you, when Normally have you Iris's packed... Normally Iris's bag is already like when, ready to go. Oh, you mean that you don't put formula in it or make sure that she didn't well, use I all put, the I wipes? I put formula, but there's normally wipes when? and diapers stacked in when there. When was the last time? That I you know, double probably, checked. Probably like uh, last week on no, Tuesday. No. Tuesday no, at never. 6.25 a.m. When have you packed Harper's bag and made sure that she had the things she needs in there? Harper doesn't need a bag. What? <laughs> she, she does. She, Her daycare provides everything. No. she. They don't. They ask us to send extra clothes. And they ask us to send extra jackets and hats and um, a pull-up just in case she has an accident. Okay. Okay. Um, you have been helping out with Jude's lunch, and we've been making Jude help out too. I think that's the problem. I think we need to, like, get these kids a little bit more self-sufficient yeah. in making sure their things are done. But that's actually not the topic for today. You would think it would be, but it's not. So... Um, it's time to ask our kids a question. All right. We are here with Harper. Can you say hi? Hi. Okay, Harper, I have a question for you. What? Is it really, really, really hard to wake up in the morning? Um, no. No? You don't think so? Do you like to get up in the morning? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. How long does it normally take you to get up? How many times does ask Daddy have to ask you to wake up in the morning before you get up? Mm, 20. 20 times? That's probably. probably that's pretty close. Do you, so do you like people to talk to you first thing in the morning, or do you need a few minutes to wake up? Um, few minutes. You don't like anybody to pester you? Yeah. So do you like to sleep in your bed? 
Sometimes I like to sleep in your bed. Sometimes you like to sleep in my bed. Is my what's different? Why is my bed better? Because you always sleep in your bed day come. So you just like the fact that I'm there? Because no one won't sleep with me. Do you like to sleep with daddy better or mommy? Both. Both? What about Jude? Do you like to sleep with Jude? Jude always sleeps in his bed. Jude sleeps in his bed? Mm-hmm. Is Jude nice to you whenever he wakes you up in the morning? Um, yeah. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Yeah. What is the first thing you like to do when you wake up? Like, if you woke up just now, what would you want to do first? Um, play your phone. Play my phone? That's what you like to do first? Um, mostly I do work when I wake up. I actually like eating food when I wake up. You like to eat when you first wake up? Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I agree. I think you usually like a big Jude. glass of milk, and you usually like donuts, right? Come here. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right, tell everybody bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jude, what do you, when you wake up, is it pretty easy for you to wake up in the morning? Yes, I wake up so early in the morning. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you wake up even before mommy and daddy, don't you? Yeah, like way early. Why do you like getting up so early? It's better. (laughs) Why is it better? Because I stay up mostly. You don't like to sleep, do you? No. Why do you not like sleeping? It's boring. So, do you like to sleep by yourself or with somebody else in the bed with you? Mostly by myself! Really? Okay, he's out of here. He broke the rules. He did. You gotta be consistent, which we are not. Yeah. But we try. All right. We try. All right. Um, Now it's time for our letter from the editor, which Warner is the editor of this podcast. Hey. Hey, Iris. No. Stop touching the microphone. Stop touching the microphone. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I'm going to have Warner read this because he actually wrote it to me. It's not even a letter this this time. This one's short. It's a get better card that I made for you. It has a heart on the front. It's pretty cool. Um, It says get better. Oh, there's something in here. It says, I love you, Tiffany. You need to get better so you can be around me. It's not like the plague or something. And then there's a red eye drawn on here. It's not a happy day when your eye is turned all pink. I love you, Tiffany. Get well soon. That's weird. Worded weird. I don't know why. I don't know. It sounds like I was trying. I was going to rhyme and then gave up on it. Um, here is a healthy eye for you to have. And it's just uh, like a squishy glow-in-the-dark eyeball that has been smashed from years and years and years of being. Yeah, it's not a healthy eyeball anymore. It's flat and it's dark brown. At (laughs) some point, it probably did look pretty cool. It was a cool idea, but it it has been smashed over years of just being stored in a hot topic bag, bag, which is fitting place for all of these weird emo letters. um, What's funny about that is I had never had pink eye before. And the day before we left to go to a church camp in New York, I went over to Warner's house um, and pet his cat. His cat didn't look like it felt very well, but he was laying there and I was petting him. 
And then that night, um, we had a lock-in at the church before we left. And I started to feel off, and then my eye just started to swell and swell and swell. And they took me to the emergency room, and I had pink eye. The cat gave me pink eye. <laughs> when did you go to the emergency room before we left for camp? Yes, it was at 2.30 in the morning. Interesting. Yeah, and then um, I think the pink eye spread pretty quick throughout the camp. Oh, throughout I us. know I got it. Yeah, because you were using my pillow. No, I was giving you your eye drops. Oh, yeah. That's how I got pink eye. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So, on to our topic for this week, which is it's a week late. Has it only been a week? Uh, no, I don't think that's right. Week and right. a half? It was the fourth, or the third, so, okay, so yeah, it's, no, been, it's a been a while, yeah. It's been a week and a half. Um, and I think we just wanted to kind of have a conversation about um, kids and politics. We don't really want to discuss like our political views on this podcast, but we want to talk about the pros and cons of political views uh -huh. on our children. And um, I think I think you should start with this one, Warner, because you come from a Christian background, so it maybe had been a bit different than mine. Well, yeah, I think my parents always kind of influenced my how they felt I should lean politically when I was growing up. Um, they they always talked openly about politics in front of us. I don't think politics were really as. Um, it wasn't as harsh and drastic between the two sides as it is now. Well, that's just because it's like of the inflation of social media. Right, but it, but it was never even close to that. Like, it just, you know, there wasn't that, like, shade of us versus them as much as it is now. It was more of a, like, a joke about the other side and be like, oh, but, I would, uh, but we won't hold that against them kind of thing. Well, and I feel like it was also which one's better for, like, let's make decisions based on our nation, not on ourselves. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. because all we had at that time was, like, the newspapers yeah. and the news itself. And people were making, like, I would assume people were making those political calls based on what they've read and based on what they saw on the news. Unfortunately, people on social media have just run rampant and like really used that platform as a way to um, manipulate and bully people into changing their views or just not voting at all. Yeah, that's probably accurate. So my parents also talked openly about um, their politics, but they never trash-talked anybody. You know what I mean? They just right. said, oh, we're voting for this person because blah. Um, I remember the first time that I talked with my friends about it, I was in an intermediate school, and I think it was Bob Dole. Bob Dole was uh, the, Republican the Republican candidate versus, versus Bill Clinton, I think. Bill Clinton, yes. And I remember my parents were pro-Bob Dole, and I said something about it at school, and a kid told me I was stupid. Um, Bob Dole was never going to win. Um, 
and I didn't. Which he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Um, but I just didn't understand why it was so important. Right. Like, I guess when was the first time that you understood that voting was so important? Um, I don't know that. It would have been before that first uh, Clinton election. So uh, George Bush Senior versus Clinton, I guess. I guess at that point I knew my parents were probably voting uh, for George Bush Senior. Yeah, because I remember being aware of him and being aware of who George W. Bush was when he was elected too. Because I was I remembered his dad. So that it probably would have been like 1990, something in there. I just yeah. I mean, and then I remember watching the news and hearing about the Clinton scandal and he did all of these things and blah, blah and having conversations in middle school with our friends about those things and then in high school I was actually old enough to vote um, in my senior year election so it was 2004 fall of 2004 that would have been junior year election but yeah no because we graduated oh that's right yeah yeah, yeah. it was oh, our senior right. year um, I had just turned 18 in October, so I was going to be able to vote. Um, and I remember like being somewhat educated in my decision, um, but mostly just kind of going off what my parents yeah. had said and what your parents had said, because I was around them a lot. And I remember your parents having very, like we had Sunday afternoon lunch at your parents' house that at that time still. So... It was a constant discussion every Sunday yeah. between my brother-in-laws, our brother-in-laws, and your father. Um, and I remember just kind of voting based on what I had seen a little bit and mostly based on what my parents did. And I remember the first person who challenged me on that was my choir director. She asked me who I voted for. And I told her, and she said, did you realize this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this? And she was a pretty, like, matter-of-fact woman, and I respected her a lot, and I just kind of shook her off at first. Yeah. But that conversation affected me so much that the next election, I decided that I was going to really research um, the parties and decide who I wanted to put my name with. And after doing all of that research and really being rigorous about it and watching the debates, I didn't vote for anybody because both of them were terrible. And I hadn't voted since. Yeah, until this election. Until this election. Um, but it was the Sunday afternoon conversations that kind of spawned your and I's discussion about how involved we were going to allow our children to be in politics. So what, like, I, I think I have a different view of our Sunday afternoons. How did you, do you remember any of that? Yeah, I don't, but it was not a big deal to me because that's like... I had always grown up with like discussions and like disagreements and stuff and seeing that stuff happen at those gatherings. So it wasn't like a huge deal to me. Yeah. And I'm not, I, we didn't have, and if they did argue about things, they dismissed the kids. Like we were sent outside and watching those disagreements that weren't like, Hateful. Yeah, they weren't. I didn't. No, they weren't hateful like they were at all. But the voices got a little raised, you know, sure. about stuff, and because they were very passionate about what they were thinking, and this is the straw that broke the camel's back. 
There was one time we were walking around with our nieces in town, and they were young. Yeah, like yeah, like elementary school, intermediate, maybe maybe middle. Yeah. Okay, so younger, and we passed by a a political sign in someone's yard, and they said, "Oh, those people, they're bad people. They're voting for this person." And I just, I stopped in the middle of the road and I said, wait a minute, just because they're voting for somebody doesn't mean they're bad people. Like they just don't agree with the way that you or your, you or your parents agree with. And I I think you need to be able to separate the person from the political party. Yeah. And that's something people cannot do today. It. It made me like sick to my stomach, and I remember talking to you, and we were so young. We didn't even, weren't even married yet. We were like 18, and yeah. I said, our kids are not going to be around people who are like, who are very, very, very verbal about politics when they are younger, because they have no business like discussing it. Right. They don't understand it. They are not mature enough to comprehend it, Right. and they just utilize it as a weapon if possible yeah so we haven't no we have not talked about Jude even like was begging us to tell tell us who we voted for and we didn't tell him like we watched the election on sling and the coverage and they were just oh we want this person to win because they liked the color yeah or this guy looks nicer than that guy yeah um but because it was on everybody's mouth at school i'm sure he came home one day and said, I really hope that blah, blah. Loses. Which was opposite of what he had chosen when he yeah. was watching the election coverage. He said, I hope that this person loses. And I was like, why? And he said, because they don't obey the laws. They're not a good person. And I'm like, dude, you don't know anything about politics. You're not mature enough to handle it. So we're not going to talk about it. And if someone tries to talk to you about it, try to change the subject yeah this is not something that you are old enough to comprehend or understand right Um, because i don't want him to start like putting people in silos because of what he's heard yeah now here's the other side of this coin we're like no we're not going to indoctrinate our kids with politics but we are perfectly fine indoctrinating them with our religion yeah see what i mean like so like I see both sides of it. Does that make sense? Like, not that I say that we're doing a bad thing by teaching our children to love Jesus. Um, But I don't know. I think it's just a weird, almost like ironic thing that we do. What do you think? Mm, I don't know. Because I've always been of the camp that um, our beliefs are more important than our politics, mm-hmm. and so I don't. I disagree with you on that a little bit because I think that's stuff that they need to learn, at least a base level of, as they're growing up, and then they can make the decisions growing up based on those things. Right. Like I'm, not, I'm not saying creating, that what we're doing is wrong. I'm saying as playing devil's advocate, I can see how someone would be like, "Oh, you guys are hypocrites because." Of this and that. You know what I mean? Like, I think we're doing just fine. Like, keeping them away from the political conversations and saturating them with Jesus. Yeah. Because that's the way we believe. 
Um, and I'm not saying that you can't talk to your kids about politics. I'm just saying be careful. Yeah. The hatred that could seep out because the kids pick up on that in five seconds. Right. And will spread it. And right. if we really want to create kids who love the way Jesus taught us to love, we need to be very careful of our tongues. And like, I don't like politics. I hated everything about voting. I hated yeah. having to watch the elections. I, um, I hated having to listen to the debates. I hated every single second of it. But I feel like I've gone through that season now where I can't stand by and be idle anymore. I have children who are going to be raised in this world that I leave them. So I need to be an advocate for them. But it needs to be an advocate who is... Um, not slandering yeah and that's really hard to do when you disagree with someone like my parents and i disagree yeah holy your parents and us disagree holy on who on different political on things. different yep. political things and the good thing is we've had conversations and guess what we still love each other yeah and that's what we're trying to teach our children is it's okay if we disagree which you and i disagree all the time about whether or not he can have chicken nuggets for lunch every single day right and we need to be able to disagree and sin not. Yeah. Be angry and sin not. Um, I don't know. What, are there anything else that you feel like we need to talk about? I don't think so. I think that's a good stretch of that topic. Yeah. Okay. So I don't have a deer swopes. Do you have a deer swopes? Oh, I do. You do? Mm -hmm. Oh, finally. I can stop talking. Yeah. No, this is not um, just, again, fans not sending in anything. I had to go to the here we go let's pull this up <clears throat> and then it's you know dear whatever we're gonna we're not gonna say where we're stealing it from or whatever but you ready hmm? okay oh you're not listening you're walking away okay dear we'll just go with I don't know we'll say swaps yeah um, my ex-husband recently met someone new and has barely started dating this person and has recently had a conversation that he will be leaving things to her in his will. It's very uncomfortable for me being the other parent of my children who have now lost, lost out on this. Not that my kids are doing poorly on their own, but that they need some help from from their expected parent, right? So, I don't know. This, one, this one's pretty funny. <laughs> Sit down. Have a conversation with me about this. I, I think this is pretty interesting. What do you think on this topic? Any? I think that you're a bald-faced liar and you wrote this letter. A little bit, maybe. I don't know. It's an interesting topic, right, to think about wills. And we need to make a will. Yeah, we have we not do. done one yet. We need to make a will. We have life insurance plans out the we wazoo. Have, we have our children taken care of. We have life insurance. We have, we have all of our debt plans. covered yeah. regardless. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If, if we die, our children are taken care of. Um, and right now our, our kids are going to a certain like family member. Um, but like, here's my problem. Since I hate money so much. Right. I really do. I hate the idea of money. Um, and I've adopted the motto, it's just money. We can't take it with us. 
So I don't care about getting money from my parents. I don't care about any of that. Like it doesn't, it, it it's going to be cool because we could probably finally afford a trip overseas. Sure, sure. I can go to Hawaii maybe. Um, but what I care about are the memories. Right. The memories are more important to me, which is why I am trying my best to spend time with our kids and do fun things with them to create those memories versus just um, buy them a bunch of toys, which we still buy them a bunch of toys. Um, but <sighs> new spouses or people who are involved with our parents is a difficult topic because you don't understand any of it. I don't. I don't. Um, my dad was married to his second wife for, we've been married for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably 20 plus years. Yeah. Um, and it wouldn't, I wouldn't have batted an eye about something being left right to her. Um, it's a long relationship. It was a very and long that's, relationship. That's kind of and she realistic. was very invested in that, in that relationship. And I feel like that quick of a turnaround is the issue Mm-hmm. that um, I would have with that situation. Like, I mean, I understand wanting to take care of the person that you're in love with, but I think it needs to get out of the honeymoon phase. This yeah. is called the honeymoon's over for a reason. Right. When you're out of the honeymoon phase, people's true colors show. And you can start to make rational decisions. Yeah. Like, ones. it's like getting someone's name tattooed on your butt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, it's difficult. And, I don't know. Who cares in the long run? But what I think as an older child, now that like I understand the world and I understand the processes and how hard it is to recover after the death of a family member, that's what I don't like. Right. It's um, trying to figure out the funeral. Who gets a say in that? Right. Exactly. Do I get a say in that? Like and that's the you've kind of barely things. been around, you don't particularly know him. But at the there same time, it's be not deta- my. There need to be details that are, the kids are made right. aware of it, before. But it's also not my right to judge that relationship. True. Like you know what I mean? Like True. people judged us left and right, and here we are. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you might divorce me after putting you on the spot. No, I don't mind with this pretend topic that I um, I couldn't find anything, and I felt like it was relevant. Thing. So like, I, just I think. Pulled it up talking about advice for ourselves having to deal with the potential death of a parent and the the parties that are involved in that like yeah i think just i know how much work it's going to be cleaning up and selling a home that's not ours right i know how long you have to wait for for wills and have life insurance and money to come in um to pay for those things right um i also know that insurance sucks and they can, you can think that it's coming and then all of a sudden it doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. So like, it's all of those things that I grieve in those decisions because right. it's hard. Especially if it's a person that you've never met before. Like as right. an older parent, as an older person whose parents are remarrying at our age, it's just a, it's just weird. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure after I meet this person, it will be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? But right now it's just a little weird. Like I, I don't, don't know how to handle parents dating when I'm an adult. Yeah, it was fine when I was a kid because it was just meh. 
you do your life, I'll do mine. Yeah. But now it's just like, eh. You understand the messy parts of life that are like yeah. the logistics of things. Yeah. And I don't know. Where you know. didn't as a What kid are your so thoughts much. on it? Because obviously you wanted to talk about it. Yeah. No. Go ahead. I, I feel like there are certain things that, um, it, it's it's kind of like a respect thing more than anything. It doesn't to me. I, like again, I I don't really care about money or anything like that. But it's the idea of just almost choosing someone else over your children for certain things, and um, you know, leaving your kids responsible for a house that you that you don't know anything about. It I, just, I think that's the hard part. Is like we don't. We don't know any of the details of any of it. Oh, and but the thing is, you're not going to be complaining when we sell that house and have like twenty grand to go to Hawaii for a week. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's not about the money, is what I'm saying. It's I know. About the idea of it's like, just the idea. It's the unknown. It's the fear of the unknown. We've never gone through this process before, and Lord willing, we won't go go through the process for a very long time. But I I hate to break it to you, but I am my parent, both parents. Like power of attorney. Yeah. I am that person for my dad and for my mom and Larry. Yeah. So um, we're going to have a lot of responsibility when those things happen. And I think that's what makes us nervous is because we're watching our parents go through that responsibility with their dying parents, which are our grandparents. Right. And we know eventually we're going to have to deal with that on top of having teenagers. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Um, And I think that's definitely a thing that we'll tackle when we come to it. Right now, God bless it. Our children love us and still want to tell us everything. Yeah. Everything, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, Especially about their poop or (laughs) other things like that. Um, But it's a process. I don't, I'm not upset with my parents about their decisions. It's their decisions. But it... It's just a process that I'm not ready for. Yeah. Okay. I think that's fair. All right. So is that all you've got for this week? I think so. We're going to try to get another one out midweek since we're be- we were behind a couple of weeks. I know my students are listening. So keep your chins up. Um, make sure that you stay positive regardless of who won the election because we know it's not settled yet. Next couple of weeks will be, uh, well, next couple of episodes, I guess, if you're wondering, at least multiple this week. But next couple of episodes, we're going to have some um, guest speakers. Yeah, some guests on to talk about different topics, talk about um, uh, freshly being engaged, talking about being a single parent, talking about having a newborn. So all kinds of different uh, stages of life and what that's going to look like. So that's going to be just some stuff you can look forward to in the next couple of episodes or weeks or whatever it is. And we'll try to stay on top of things. So um, that's all of it for me. You want to go ahead? And yeah. Do remember, little... this is this is hard. We're not perfect, but we're we're trying to do it together to stay strong. Don't give up. Love your kids. Love your spouse, physically and mentally. That was a note for myself. Yeah. Just because the honeymoon's over doesn't mean you can't respark that flame. Oh Lord! Let's just get the baby to sleep. All right.